Welcome to the Teachers on Fire podcast, where I profile agents of growth and transformation in education today. Each guest shares their highs, their lows, their passions, their goals, and the resources that are shaping their thinking and inspiring their practice. For show notes and links from each episode, visit teachersonfire.net. You can also follow the show at Teachers on Fire on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Tim Cavey. Let's meet today's guest. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Sarah Thomas. Sarah is a regional technology coordinator in Maryland and serves as affiliate faculty at Loyola University. In 2014, Sarah founded the EduMatch Project, and she has spoken and presented at many conferences since. Find out more about Sarah and her work at sarahjanethomas.com and follow her on Twitter at Sarah the Teacher. Sarah, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Are you ready to talk education? Hey, Tim, thank you so much for having me, and I am so fired up and ready to go, so let's do this. All right, fired up, that's the language I like. I'm going to give you an opportunity to fill in any gaps I left out about your current context. Tell us what you're into these days. Yeah, sure, I am a regional technology coordinator in a large district in Maryland, and um, I'm part of a team of about 20 or 25 amazing individuals. We have 208 schools in our district, so we kind of split them up. There's about 20 of us that are considered trainers on the team. So uh, we split up the schools and we support them in their work to integrate technology um, in their instruction. So um, we're a large district. So we have everything in our district from from urban to suburban to rural. So it's 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 pretty interesting seeing like a, a bird's eye view of all of the components and how they all work together. So also I work as a, um, I'm sorry, affiliate faculty member at Loyola University in Maryland. And I teach courses in the, uh, in the Masters of EdTech program. So really excited to, to do that as well. Well, that's a great place to sort of keep your thumb on the trend. Both actually, both contexts are great spots to, to keep your thumb on the pulse of what is going on in ed tech and how education is moving forward. And since you're overseeing so many different school environments, you must get a really clear sense of the of the big macro patterns in education, and hopefully we'll get into some of those. But first of all, Sarah, I like to take the guest to a low moment, some experience of adversity that you faced somewhere in your teaching or education career, and then let us know how you overcame it. Absolutely. So I would say (laughs) pretty much in summary, my first three years were the hardest. Um, I came through alternative certification. I did a bachelor's in radio, television, film, but all of my jobs prior to going into teaching before having a career in education dealt with kids um, in some way, shape or form, with the exception of um, being a system manager at a record store. But every other job that I've had worked with children. And around the time that I was in undergrad and my mom started teaching middle school and I would go down to her classroom, help her set up, work with the students in her class. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is where I really want to be. But by the time I had that great revelation, then I already had most of my coursework completed. And I'm just like, okay, it's too late to change my major. Let me see how can I get into this field. So I tried to sub, uh, didn't really, you know, I didn't make it past the first few rounds because it was really competitive, but I re-enrolled, um, right after graduation 
Then I started working at a cable access station and I re-enrolled in the master's program. So as I was coming down the stairs one day from my master's classes, I saw a poster on the wall that was looking for looking for educators in my current district. And so I was just like, oh, okay. So I went ahead and applied and they took me into their cohort. And um, so we had a, a pretty quick preparation process, which was the month of July, we did classes Monday through Thursday, I want to say eight to five. And then on Fridays, we would go to summer school and um, work with students there. And the very last day, we would uh, student teach with our on our own, so delivering a lesson on our own. And then after that, then we, we went into the schools. And so my first three years were a very steep learning curve because they were going to place us at schools. I got impatient. I decided to you know, try to place myself. And it was just, (laughs) it was not a good fit. And so, I mean, it was, it was just very, very difficult for me in many ways, those first three years from just trying to figure things out to also, you know, trying to, to mesh with the school guidelines and culture that just personally were not a good fit for me. But what kept me going was my students. So definitely the, the relationships I built with my students, they were very important to me. And also my family. I honestly don't think that my family would have let me quit even if I tried to. So, <laughs> so yeah, but I'm, I'm so glad that, that I was able to, to stay in. And, you know, um, when I did find a good fit, then things just started really taking off for me. So Sarah, it sounds like one of the takeaways from that experience is lean on your support network and just keep on moving, right? Keep on working. And the sun sort of does show itself or, or the whatever, whatever metaphor we want to use there, the grass gets greener, things get better. And, you know, sometimes I'm sure you see on Twitter as well, these younger rookie teachers who are sort of facing everything all at once. And it can feel terribly overwhelming, but something I take from your story is just keep at it. It will get better. And you know, one other note before we move on, I love how media fits into your resume. You mentioned the record store, and I think you mentioned a cable network as well. And you can, am I right on that? Yeah, absolutely. Just, um, just radio, TV, film, all of that. And I mean, it filters into my life today even. And um, so that's that's definitely a huge part of my identity, not just as a person, but also as an educator. Well, I completely see where you're coming from and it's led to a pretty awesome career in it. And of course, your career is far from over. So look forward to the amazing things ahead. But with publishing, I know you do a lot of publishing and you're active on YouTube. And so It's kind of cool to see how all of these things fit together, right? Sarah, we mentioned the EduMatch project, and you founded that in 2014. So talk about what EduMatch is all about. We know that you publish education books, but for someone completely new to the EduMatch project, why don't you let us in on the mission and vision of your work there? Absolutely. So EduMatch, it it kind of started just randomly um, from a conversation with a friend of mine on Twitter who sounded like something who she sounded just like uh, my cousin who was teaching math in New York um, in, in a previous life. Um, and so I was just like, the two of you should talk and y'all should also talk to um, another mutual friend of ours who was big on gamification. So I was just like, okay, well, person A meeting person B meeting person C, is there something that will directly connect people that way to talk about educational ideas? And I looked, and I mean, of course there were Twitter chats, there were Voxer groups, but um, nothing like really on that 
micro level. So that's when I just, um, I just started up a Twitter account and put out a tweet about um, what I wanted to do right away. Somebody from Australia responded and said, I'm in. So I was just like, tell me a little bit about yourself. So he gave me a blurb. I just matched it up to hashtags that I found online and uh, just tweeted out about him over the course of 24 hours. And at the end of the day, he said, Hey, this was awesome. You should keep it going. So from there, I built a site, uh, put a Google form up, people signed up. And as they signed up and they joined, they brought their great ideas. Somebody said, start a Voxer group. Somebody else said, start a Twitter chat. Somebody else said, start a podcast. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where we started and uh, it's grown from there. So what we do is that we uh, we learn and grow together and we support one another in our professional learning journeys. And um, we also really believe in the power of sharing stories. So that's kind of where the publishing part comes from. So, um, you know, we definitely believe that everyone has an expert within. So um, looking to amplify the voices of students and of educators, as well as things that we can come together and do. So the books kind of happened organically. Um, also, one day we were on Voxer just talking and people were saying, oh, you know, I have a story to share. I would love to publish it someday. And, you know, people were chiming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, me too, me too. And so what we decided to do at that point um, collectively was to do our very first snapshot in education in 2016. Um, and I had like 20 educators from all over the United States that shared um, their, you know, what they were doing that year. And uh, that went well. So we did it again in 2017. We just did it again in 2018. And in the meantime, we've had other crowdsourced books. Like um, we did a teacher's recipe guide in the summer of 2017. And we did a maker book um, with the editors, um, Susan Brown, Barbara Leadall did, um, they took lead on that book um, in, in October of this year. And also from the crowdsource books, people started asking about solo books. So we have started in that round too. And we have published, I believe, five solo books um, in 2018. And um, now our community of solo authors has grown to about 30, 30 some, I want to say. So uh, we have a lot of really cool titles um, lined up for this year and beyond. So super excited to, to continue sharing um, stories and each other's uh, each other's work. I love all of that. And something I really appreciate about your process is just how organic it is. And you talked about that, how, you know, all of these contributions are coming from the grassroots level. Now, last week, I was privileged to attend the online launch for the latest title from EduMat Publishing, Snapshot in Education 2018. And you mentioned how it started in 2016. So, this is something that has been successful. It's gaining momentum. I think you had 21 different educators contribute to Snapshot in Education 2018. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but talk to us about the mission and vision of that book a little bit more, and particularly, how can other teachers get involved? Absolutely. So pretty much Snapshot in Education is just each author or authors, if they team up on a chapter, just writing about something that they're learning or doing in education in that particular year. So um, it's funny because by the time it's released every year on the first, or I'm sorry, the last Monday of the year, then a week later, then it's already, you know, a new year, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a yeah. year in review kind of. So, um, so 2018 is our latest one. We currently have submissions open for 2019 and um, anyone who's interested in contributing, they can go to books with an s.edumatch.org forward slash 
edu snap interest form. So um, that link should take you to a Google form where people can just kind of fill it out. And I mean, the content that people submit, it can be, it can even be a blog post that you've used and you just want to, you know, get it out to our audience. So people, you know, they can, they can share the great things that they're doing um, in that current year and uh, we'll compile it and put it in an anthology at the end of the year. And um, I mean, it's just a great community of folks who are just so willing to share and, and learn and grow with each other. So I'm just, uh, I'm just honored to, you know, to, to know all of these great people who are so, uh, so giving of their knowledge and expertise. Well, for any teachers who are listening, if you are interested in being an author in Snapshot and Education 2019, I'll make sure to post that link there at teachersonfire.net here in the show notes from this episode and make sure you take a look. I have to mention too, before we move on, the price on Amazon for this title is just ridiculous. So you're basically paying less than a, a cup of coffee for this book, and you'll be definitely inspired as you go through it. And I, I would like to, I'm sorry, I'd like to just chime in really quickly. Also, if you go to edumatch.org forward slash books, then there is a PDF version available for free as well. All right. Okay. Well, there we go. Even cheaper. So <laughs> spread the word, spread the word. Sarah, looking around to education, now I mentioned near the intro that you've got that bird's eye view, or maybe you mentioned that phrase, but you are looking at so many different schools. You're seeing everything that's going on today. So what is it that really excites you and lights your passion for education? Oh my goodness. This is such an exciting time to be an educator. Like I love the fact that social media has opened the doors for us to learn from people around the world. And so one thing that really kind of struck me, um, I would say over the past few years that I've been seeing more and more of is the, uh, I guess the democratization of education for lack of a better phrase. And what I mean by that is that um, we are learning from each other. So in the past, um, I remember I've been teaching now for 14 years. So I remember there was kind of a paradigm before where you would have these experts and these experts would tell you what to do. And everybody was just like, oh yeah, you know, this is, this is great. Cause so-and-so said so, but I mean, like everyone has something that they do well. And the fact that now we're able to share it and learn from one another and grow together. I mean, to me, that, that is just amazing. So I, I just feel so excited to be able to teach now while we have all of this available to us. So, uh, so that, that would be what excites me the most right now. And I'm looking forward to seeing even more people just share, share what they're doing and, and put their, um, put their best tips out there. You know, you talk about democratization of education, Sarah, and one expression of that that I've seen is ed camps. And I, I haven't been to many, and I'd like to see more of them happen here in my district, but I think you're absolutely right. Everyone does have something to offer, and it's not just about the people who have their name on a book. It's also about all those amazing educators they're in the trenches who are just doing great things and they've got ideas worth sharing absolutely i couldn't agree more with you and i also want to say like learning with and from students that's another thing that i'm seeing that more and more people are embracing and i love that because they have so much to offer us um and offer each other so definitely including students in that process in every way that we can you know i, I love that i'm seeing that more and more oh 
we could go for a while on it, Sarah. I, <laughs> I am so passionate about that as well. Sarah, let's talk about your professional goals. So you're kind of in a unique position yourself. How are you looking to grow professionally and improve your practice this year? Can you share about a specific area that you're working on? Absolutely. So I think for me, what I would like to go back to doing is kind of creating more content because I feel like when we create content ourselves, then that really gives us some insight into what we're doing, what we're doing well, what we can do better. Um, and putting it out there to the public gives us that feedback, you know, that, that opportunity for feedback that we can give one another. And so I feel like, you know, quite honestly, I, I had a long run um, at the dissertation. <laughs> it took a lot longer than um, than I had originally anticipated. So by the time I was done with that, then I was a I was kind of kind of wiped out, and I'm starting to recover from that. So now that that I'm recovering from it, then I am ready to dive back in. You know, get into some more blogging, get into some more content creation, and just you know, that's that's really where I want to grow in in 2019 and beyond. Well, my one word for 2019 is create, Sarah, and so I am right there with you. Can you give us any teasers on the types of content you're thinking about? Yeah, yeah, totally. So I love your word. By the way, that is that is an awesome word. And um, I would say like one thing I'm kind of toying with is writing books myself. Like, um, I mean, I, I just over the past year that um, Nicole Howard, Dr. Nicole Howard in California and Regina Schaefer in New Jersey and I, we uh, worked on a two book series for ISTE um, on digital equity. So that was really cool. Uh, that was just a great experience. I feel like I've caught the writing bug. So there's there's all kinds of things that I just have bubbling in the back of my mind. So I'm wondering if I will actually get them accomplished <laughs> this year, but definitely hope, hoping to do so. Well, when I think about content creation, I think good things just come and it's not always going to feel satisfying or you know, you're not going to hit a home run every time. But once you get in that practice of doing it regularly, you can't help but improve and just gain so much personally from that reflective process. So best of luck to you as you sort of expand that this year. Now, going outside of education, Sarah, let's talk about something that really brings you alive as a human being. So when you walk away from your publishing house. I'm not sure what that looks like, but when you leave the context of the schools that you work at, what's an area that interests you and tell us why you enjoy it. I would say probably my biggest love um, outside of education and of course my family and my friends would be music. Music. Well, actually it's a tie between music and video, but I I would say that music has a slight advantage (laughs) to it. (laughs) Um, It's always intrigued me and it's always been a major part of my life. Like I remember just being a little kid and on my third birthday, getting like a toy guitar and just, you know, opening it and just uh, putting on like a little show with some song with words I don't even know if they were real words so you know and and when I was uh, when I was two you know playing on the piano that we have at my parents house and my mom teaching me chopsticks and um, so it's it's just always been a major part of my life and um, I, I just love music so uh, that's something else I want to get back into in 2019. That's awesome. Dr. Sarah, it's time for your quick picks. So here we're looking for the education voices and resources that are shaping your practice and inspiring your thinking. So starting at Twitter, tell us about someone we should follow there and share why they've been inspiring you lately. Okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit on this question if that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so um, I feel like 
everyone can, um, everybody's picks are going to be different. So um, there is a tool called the Awesome Table of Edumatch. So using the tool Awesome Awesome Table, then um, we've taken our Edumatch Person of the Day form and just kind of put the results out there into a searchable database. So people can go on our site, edumatch.org, go to the databases tab and look for the awesome table and find people that they might want to connect with and learn from. So all of these people have self-selected and they are down to connect and uh, share more and, and grow, you know, learn with, with other folks. So uh, definitely I would say, check out that awesome table of edumatch. Okay. Sounds good. Next, Sarah, point us to an ed tech tool that you currently love using in your practice, or maybe one that you've been, maybe one that you've been pushing teachers to start using more. Oh, I would say that would be Voxer. I'm a huge Voxer uh, fan. I, uh, yeah, I've been using it for about maybe five years now, and you can use it. Um, I use it to communicate with people all over the world, and you can communicate outside the boundaries of space and time. So little side joke. Uh, there's a doctor who group. So, you know, the TARDIS <laughs> <laughs> space and time and all that. So, um, so yeah, so Voxer would be my pick. All right. Next recommend a book, one that you've been reading lately, or maybe one of your all time faves. And Hey, if it is from EduMatch publishing, that's fine. But <laughs> what would you like to recommend here? Okay. I would say, so this one is kind of very personal to me. So both of my parents are writers. Um, so my dad just published a, a book a little while ago, but we just put it on Amazon. So now I'm reading the Kindle version and it's telling me a lot about my parents' story, my dad's story specifically, but there's I can't wait to get to the end of the book because then it's going to talk about how my parents met. So, so really, really loving reading that book. You know, lately, Sarah, I've been thinking about legacy. My parents are entering their 70s. I've been trying to encourage them to write more and blog more because, I mean, God forbid that any of our parents pass and we'd like all of our, our parents to live forever, ideally. But, you know, in terms of legacy and, and leaving a mark on the universe and, you know, leaving something for their grandchildren to read about who they are as a person. I, I think that's so valuable. And so I'm a little bit jealous that you have this book. I think that's amazing. So yeah, we'll make sure to link that in the show notes as well. Now, Sarah, next we're moving to podcasts. So besides Teachers on Fire, and you've been an awesome supporter of the podcast on Twitter, and I am so grateful for that. Recommend another podcast that we need to check out and tell us why we should be tuning in. Absolutely. So I'm a huge fan of Teachers on Fire, as you said. Huge, huge fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> another one I would recommend is the Dr. Will Show. Um, and he talks about um, a lot of things, edupreneurship. So he has a really cool documentary coming out through EduMatch, um, the edupreneur. But before we even started talking about that documentary, then I was I was listening to his show like consistently. And it, it's just it's just a really great show. That is a really cool space. I can't wait to check that one out too. The last two questions, Sarah, have to do with video. So tell us about a YouTube channel that we need to subscribe to and explain why. Okay, so there's one by a, a guy named Mr. Wasco, I want to say. He does similes and metaphors using pop culture. So that would be my educational pick. Okay. But my non-educational pick would be Comedy Central. There's a show, Zach Morris is Trash. And I'm a huge <laughs> Saved by the Bell fan uh, okay and it's this is definitely not one for classroom use but just personal you know it, it just cracks me up every time they have a new episode all right well hey we need some laughs right in in this business absolutely yeah. <laughs> and then the very last question is equally non-educational but just for fun and maybe just for my interest 
What are you watching on Netflix right now? Oh my goodness. I went on a Netflix like binge over the break. Um, <laughs> there's so many, <laughs> so many shows. But right now the, the one that I'm watching is Wentworth. One of my friends recommended that to me. So I was just like, okay, let me check it out. And it is fascinating. Sarah, this has been so awesome to finally chat with you and, and connect this way. What are the best ways for the listeners to follow you online and find out more about EduMatch? Absolutely. So my personal Twitter is Sarah the Teacher. I'll spell that out. That's S-A-R-A-H-D-A-T-E-E-C-H-U-R. So there's that. SarahTheTeacher.com will take you to my blog. There's SarahJaneThomas.com. Um, that is like my personal website. And for EduMatch on Twitter, we are edu underscore match. Um, our website is edumatch.org. Our publishing is edumatch books and our nonprofit, which is, uh, coming soon. The hard launch will be coming soon. That is, I believe it's EM foundation Inc, but I'll double check on that. So yeah, so that's, that's us right there. Sounds good. Dr. Sarah, again, thank you so much for sharing your time with the podcast today. This has been fun and inspiring and Hey, the invitation is open if you are listening and you're a writer and you'd like to write about your vision for education or what's been happening in your practice. Check out EduMatch. Become a part of the Snapshot 2019 book. But hey, Sarah, thanks again. Take care and let's talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim. It was definitely a pleasure being on. Thanks so much for joining me here today on the Teachers on Fire podcast. For show notes and links from this episode, visit teachersonfire.net. You can also follow the show at Teachers on Fire on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Medium. And again, please do subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, saying goodbye for now, and we'll catch you next time right here on the Teachers on Fire podcast.